One of the greatest surprises about Christ's first coming is how few people were waiting expectantly for his arrival. Not many in Israel were watching. One exception is a dear man named Simeon, who is a wonderful example for us today. Let's find out what happened when Simeon met the baby Jesus, here on Foreshadows Report. Welcome to Foreshadows Report, a podcast dedicated to encouraging believers to keep watch and find hope as we await Christ's return. This is Steve Miller. During the time that I was writing my new book, One Day Nearer, which is a 365-day devotional on Bible prophecy, I wrote about many of the major prophecies in Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. And one of my favorite parts of writing this devotional was when I reached the beginning of the New Testament. That's where we read all the amazing details about what happened during the time of Christ's birth. And it was thrilling to witness what happened when God became man and entered human history. I was especially amazed by two very special people who waited eagerly for Jesus' arrival. We're going to learn about one of them in this episode and the other in the next. I loved writing about these two people because of the inspiring example that they are to all Christians through all time, including us. So let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 2 and meet Simeon. All through the Old Testament, God gave many prophecies about Christ's first coming. He gave a lot of advance notice about the Savior he would send to redeem people from their sin and bring them back to him. With so many prophecies given through the ages and documented in the Jewish scriptures, you would think there would have been many who were eager for the Messiah's arrival, but there weren't. It wasn't because the religious leaders of that day lacked knowledge. You'll remember from Matthew chapter 2 that when the wise men came from the east, they entered Jerusalem and asked Herod, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Herod didn't know the answer, so he called all the chief priests and scribes. He asked, Where will this Christ be born? And the priests and scribes answered with a prophecy found in Micah 5.2. They said that Christ would be born in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So all the leaders of Israel knew the prophecy, but they didn't show any interest in what the wise men had said. They didn't say, hey, Maybe we should check this out. The wise men went to Bethlehem alone. So the very leaders who knew what the prophets had said gave no indication that they were expecting their Savior at this time. They continued with life as usual, just like many others. But there were a few who were ready. They had been waiting with anticipation. One of them was Simeon. He is introduced to us in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 and 26. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout. 
waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. We're told here that it was the Holy Spirit who revealed to Simeon that he would see the baby Jesus before he died. But even so, we can safely conclude that Simeon was already aware of God's many promises of Christ's coming. In this passage, we read that Simeon was righteous and devout. That he was righteous tells us he had a right standing before God. He would have been familiar with the fact Abraham was credited as righteous because of his belief in God and not because of any works he had done. Simeon understood from the Old Testament that salvation was by grace. The fact that Simeon was devout tells us he was reverent toward God. He had a love and devotion for God that would have driven him to be familiar with the Scripture. He would have known that God had promised to send a Savior. I believe Simeon was already watching for the arrival of this Savior, and that God chose to bless Simeon by sending the Holy Spirit to him and saying, You will see the Lord's Christ before you die. We can be sure that it was Simeon's eager expectation of Christ's first coming that God was pleased to let him know that Jesus' arrival was near. This brings us to an important point. In the same way that many people at Christ's first coming were not watching for him, there will be many before Christ's second coming who will not be alert. What's remarkable about this is that there are eight times as many prophecies about Christ's second coming as there are for his first. In Matthew 25, Jesus himself warned people to watch and be ready for his return. In 2 Peter 3.4, we read that in the last days, there will be many who doubt and mock the teachings about Christ's return. Simeon was righteous and devout. He had a zeal for Christ's first return. And today, we too should have a zeal for when Christ will return in the future. There's another very important word we should notice in Luke 2, verse 25. We are told that Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting. This tells us he was living in the expectation of Jesus' first coming. Usually we think of the word wait in a negative sense. We don't like to be kept waiting. Time that is spent on hold is seen as time that's lost. We don't like to be delayed and we get frustrated or discouraged when that happens. But there is also a positive kind of waiting for something that is good. This kind of waiting fills us with anticipation and hope. It's like the waiting for a wedding or the birth of a child or for graduation day. When Luke 2.25 describes Simeon as waiting, it does so in a positive way in the present tense. Simeon looked forward to Jesus' arrival with constant expectation. He delighted in watching for the Messiah. He had his eyes fixed on God's promises about a future Savior. As he waited, he kept watch, looking for when Jesus might arrive. This was not a wasteful and uninformed kind of waiting. It was a wait that was based on certainty. Simeon knew from all throughout the Old Testament that God had promised a Savior, a Messiah. And he knew that he could trust God to keep these prophetic promises. That is why he stayed alert. 
Simeon kept watch because he knew that God is faithful. Simeon is not mentioned anywhere else in the New Testament. His appearance in Luke 2, verses 25 to 35, is so brief, it's easy for us to miss what is said about him. He appears in the shadow of the amazing accounts about Christ's birth. But what little we are told about Simeon reveals him to be a godly person who served as an example of how we ought to live. As we wait for Christ to call us home in the rapture, may we too be righteous, devout, and waiting with expectation. Titus 2, verses 12 and 13, calls us to live godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's go back to Luke 2, verse 25. We read that Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. In the Bible, there are many titles and names given to Christ. And here, Christ is given the title, the consolation of Israel. This had to be an especially meaningful title to Simeon. That's because in his day, the people who professed to follow God had strayed far from him. Even though they had the prophecies that they needed in order to identify the Messiah, they were blinded by their human expectations of what he would be like. They wanted a conqueror who would overthrow Rome and bring earthly freedom to them. Instead, God provided Israel with a consoler, a comforter, who would overcome sin and offer spiritual freedom. And Simeon knew from the scriptures that what God's people needed was a consoler who would bring spiritual victory not a conqueror who would bring physical victory. In 1744, Charles Wesley wrote a hymn that captured the essence of what is meant by the title, The Consolation of Israel. Here is what he wrote. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope, of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Because Simeon knew God's promises so well, it's likely that he was familiar with the promise in Isaiah 25 9 of a Messiah who would bring deliverance to Israel. So it's no wonder that Simeon was so excited when he first set his eyes on the infant Jesus. The consolation that Israel needed had arrived. And this consolation is ours as well. Christ alone is able to provide the joy our hearts long for. Let's continue in our reading of Luke chapter 2 and see what else we can learn from Simeon. In verses 27 through 32, we have this. Simeon came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, Simeon took up Jesus in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentile and for glory to your people Israel. Simeon was overwhelmed as he held the infant Jesus in his arms. Here was the consolation of Israel, the Messiah, 
Salvation had come at last. God had given him the honor of seeing the Savior with his own eye. So complete was Simeon's joy that he felt ready to die. With a heart full of praise and gratitude, Simeon said, My eyes have seen your salvation. Simeon was one of the rare few who understood the prophecies about Christ's coming and the purpose of his coming. He knew that Jesus was a light for revelation to the Gentiles and not the Jews only. Simeon must have known the prophecy that appears in Isaiah 42.6, which says the Messiah would be a light for the nation, for all people. A few days earlier, the shepherds who visited Jesus right after he was born had told Mary what the angels said about him. He was the Savior who is Christ the Lord. Here, Simeon further confirms Jesus' identity and his deity. He says that Jesus was the salvation God had prepared for all people. A bit later in verse 33, we read that Joseph and Mary marveled at what Simeon said about Jesus. With Jesus' birth, a divine light shone into the world. It pierced the thick and suffocating darkness caused by sin. This very darkness was the reason so many people in Israel were not watching for Christ's first coming. The dawn of redeeming grace was here, but many missed it. The few who understood Jesus' arrival were greatly blessed as they saw God's prophetic promises being fulfilled. Simeon was one of those few, and the shepherds who greeted Joseph, Mary, and Jesus on the night of Jesus' birth were among those few as well. Because they understood what was happening, they were filled with joy, and they experienced great blessing. The same is true for those who are keeping watch today. Blessings await those who are ready and waiting for the rapture, which will precede the second coming. There is great joy for those who wait expectantly for the Lord, for those who are eager to see God fulfill the many promises of Christ's soon return. May we be like Simeon and live in anticipation of the one who is our consolation and our victory. Thank you for joining me for Foreshadows Report. My hope is that you found Simeon's example to be as inspiring as I did. And be sure to join us for the next episode as we look at another person who also lived in great expectation of Christ's first coming. Much of what I shared in this episode is the result of the time I spent studying about Simeon when I wrote my book One Day Near. This is a 365-day devotional that looks at many of the great prophecies found all through the Bible. As I wrote one day near, I had several goals. First, to show how Bible prophecy is meant to encourage us and fill us with hope. Second, to help us have a higher view of God. He is truly amazing. He is far greater than we can ever imagine. Through Bible prophecy, we learn that He is sovereign, faithful, loving, and just. Third, to help us to get to know Christ better. He is the grand focal point of all Bible prophecy. The more we know about Him, the more we will grow in our love for Him. Fourth, to remind us we have no reason to live in fear of what's happening today. No matter how dark our world becomes, 
we have the light of God's promises to give us hope. And fifth, to remind us that we are called to live wisely as the day of Christ's return draws nearer. You can find out more about how to order One Day Nearer and my other books at my website, stevemillerresources.com. That's stevemillerresources.com. Thank you again for listening, and I'm very appreciative to Harvest House Publishers for making this podcast possible. <laughs>